This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Episode number 366 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. I, I felt bad. Last week when we recorded episode 365, yeah. um, you know, that's the number of days in a year. Oh, shit. I never commented on it. I was like. It's a leap year episode. That This is the leap year episode. Maybe that's what I'll title it. Leap year episode. It's the leap year episode. So. Uh, um, it, it's felt like a long week <coughs> since, uh, we, uh, last recorded, even though I know it hasn't been, it just felt like one because last Monday recorded Tuesday, I worked evening shift Wednesday, the wrestling's on. Um, and then Thursday and Friday happened and I feel like we did something, but I don't know. And then Saturday, uh, we went to New Hampshire for the night and Sunday, the wrestling was on the pay-per-view again. And then now we here we are Monday again. So I didn't watch much of anything. Um, I didn't watch much of anything because I don't have a lot going on right now. Um, show wise, but we did get in, you know, things that we needed to like the two that you and I are watching right now. I believe there's only two, which is Ahsoka and what we do in the shadows. Yep. And um, the only other thing I watched was. Red Rose. I finished Red Rose. Were you pleased with the finish? Uh, yeah, I was. It was. Well, so. All right. I know you haven't watched it yet. And I know I said it had a supernatural element to it. Yeah. But it really. Go ahead. No, I said, yeah. Oh, OK. Like a supernatural element with this app and everything. But it really takes a direction that I'm just like, oh, OK. And I really don't want to talk about it too much. Okay. Uh, Cause I don't want to tip my hat or anything to you. Um, but yeah, I, I was pleased. I was pleased. So, and I'm sorry, where did you say that is again? Netflix, it's on Netflix, eight episodes. It's a, it's a BBC joint show venture thing, or it's a British show. Um, nice. I don't know if it was on the BBC or not, but it's, it's, it's British. And um, yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I would give it, I would give it a hard sell, as a as a fun watch. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I uh, I added it to my notes, so I'm gonna try yeah. to look into that. You know, the wife and I were watching uh, Below Decks, down under. <laughs> Still, just just the down. Well, we now we gotta wait week to week for each episode. We were all <gasps> caught up. Perish. Yeah, perish yeah, the yeah, thought. Yeah. Week to week, and. Uh, Lots of drama, lots of drama on this show. My wife loves it. Um, and of course, we're watching Deadliest Catch, and that's just a fun show. Um, but nothing really. I would I would go on and on about neither one of them. Uh, 
And and other than that, I got Ahsoka to talk about, and I got what we do in the shadows, and I I watched one movie. You okay, hun? Okay. Um, yeah. So we watched the second to last episode of the After Party, uh, season okay. two. And remember how last week I had watched the eighth episode, and I was like, I think I got it figured out. And then this episode happened, and it kind of like it was meant to run you in this one direction. And I'm, and we're yeah. both sitting there. We're like, no, 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 this is no, no. And, uh, by the end of it, we are like, nope, they, they have not fooled us. We know what's going on. So, uh, last episode is next week and, or this week, actually, I guess. So, uh, we'll finally get some closure on that one. Um, and the only other one that we've watched, pardon me, is we went hard on Mr. Robot. Okay. Which we now call Dr. Robot because um, we were talking about like, oh, we've got to catch up on Dr. Who. We've got to catch up on Mr. Robot. And, you know, we're going over shows that we were currently watching that we wanted to finish before we started new ones. And um, (laughs) Julia was like, what if we watch Dr. Robot? And I just looked at her and I'm like, which one is that? She's like, Ah, uh, yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, that's now fish, uh, officially Dr. Robot. But, uh, dude. Outstanding. This show is amazing anyway, but the fourth season, I still can't get over. I had forgotten how amazing the fourth season is. Like, the first episode was insane. Two highlights that we just watched. The episode where... Darlene starts the episode by picking Elliot up where he set the van on fire, you know, to cover their tracks. Um, cause that dark army guy had been watching them. Yeah. So he set the van on fire. He jumps in the car with her and she says, dude, it's cool. We don't have to talk. And then it's the silent episode where nobody talks until the very end. When Chris is outside her apartment yeah. and turns around and sees Fernando Vera. And he looks at her and says, it's time we talked. Yeah. I forgot about that episode. That was absolutely amazing. I pointed it out to Julia earlier because we were watching it and it took me a minute still to remember when they were breaking into the place. And I'm like, and I paused it and I went, did you notice something? And I told her about that. And she's like, Oh, and then the whole rest of the episode, then we had a good episode. And then we had the stage play one you know, act one, act two, that all takes place in Krista's apartment. And we get the big reveal about Elliot and where Mr. Robot came from and why he's been there all this time and what really happened when Elliot jumped out the window as a kid. And, oh, dude, this show, it's unbelievable. Um, So, yeah, we've got three episodes left before we are done with the series. Um, Super excited. She told me the other night, she's like, I can't wait for the rewatch. She's like, because I know you're picking up on all kinds of stuff right now with your second watch through. I was like, I absolutely am. And um, (laughs) so, yeah, we'll have to do a rewatch at one point. I forgot. We did watch the first episode of season three of only murders in the building. And, um, that is phenomenal. This one has uh, Meryl Streep in it and Paul Rudd. 
And uh, yeah, I, I like the Paul Rudd. I still believe I, I still give Only Murders in the Building a hard sell. Like it's not the greatest show that you'll ever watch, but it is fucking delightful. And Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez make a great team. Strangely enough, uh, they've got so many different guest stars. And um, it's a good murder mystery each time. Each season is a good murder mystery. So I definitely give it a, a hard sell. This is the third season. We I think there's like six episodes out so far. They're week to week. Um, yeah. Cool. Otherwise, all I got is the final two episodes of what we do in the shadows and Ahsoka. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I have. So, which one you want to start with? To it. Oh, let's let's do what we do in the shadows. Okay. They did the double episode, episode nine and ten, which was nice because they really melted together. They do, yeah. Uh, as a whole, what did you think of this season? Uh, as a whole, I really liked the season. I I definitely, from the beginning, was uh, saying that the whole reason Guillermo was struggling with his transformation was because he has Van Helsing blood. Well, and I, okay, and I swear at some point, and maybe it was you and I talking about it, that I, that's what that someone had said that on the show, but it wasn't until like after like, you know, Lazlo's given up and blah, blah, blah. And Nandor's like, well, yeah, he can't transform because he's got his, his the Van Helsing blood won't let him. Yeah. And he's like, so the only thing he hasn't done yet is drink human blood. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, oh, no, he hasn't, has he? And it's like and then I like how Colin Robinson's just like incidentally, I like how we always call him Colin Robinson. <laughs> yeah, this is just Nanya Landor, uh, Nandor and Laszlo. And it's yep. like, wait, Laszlo, you didn't have him drink human blood? <laughs> well, I thought of everything besides that, you know, and the reason why. But otherwise, I did everything. Yeah. You know, and- did you notice in the ninth episode uh, when Colin Robinson grew out his mustache? Because he's like, oh, I decided to grow it out for the weekend. And yeah. they're like, you could grow it that fast? He's like, yeah, I have to shave like five or six times a day. And then he had the soul patch and the curled yeah. up things. He was basically Hercule Poirot because it was a murder right. mystery yeah. or yeah. not a murder yeah. mystery, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I also enjoyed the show as a whole this year and uh, I'm happy we're getting another season, of course. I- yes. <sighs> yeah. So and we had a weekend at the Morgan Manor. Uh, where they all get, they're supposed to go to um, the, guide. the guide art gallery opening. Yes. And they all RCP that they'd go. And then that same weekend, they get an invite to go to the Morgan Manor, and they all ditch her to go to that. Which and, we both um, saw that coming, that it was her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they show up, and she's like, oh, I'm not going to be here right now, but... Uh, you know, just in the long of the short of it, she was trying to teach them a lesson for not allowing her to be part of the group that she tried so hard to be that the curse was a fake that she's the one that created it to try to get closer to uh, not yet. And it didn't work yep. and just everything else. And the only person that she didn't torture or suffer or whatever was Guillermo because he treated her nice and made her feel welcome. But then. Mm-hmm. And like she said, she was looking for just 
even the slightest, you know, nicety, the, the slightest bit of not humanity because, you know, they're vampires, but basically the the least that they could possibly do to be kind to her. And none yeah. of them would give her that because they're no. all dicks. They're all self-absorbed and narcissistic. Mm-hmm. That's apparently what you have to be to be a vampire. Yeah. Um, and she's the one that tells Nandor that Guillermo's a vampire. Yep. And Nandor reacts as everyone has said, I'm going to kill you. You know, like <laughs> I'm going to kill, like he's going to kill Guillermo and, uh-huh. and, uh, accidentally kills Patton Oswalt. <laughs> I mean, was it really accidental? He he got mad at him for betraying him, air quotes, yep. and kicked right. him off the roof. Yeah. Uh, but he was sad enough after the death of Patton Oswalt that he would be sad if something happened to Guillermo. So, <laughs> ergo. So, so he kind of learned that lesson. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really think, like... The weekend at the Morgan Manor is just okay, but that whole setup was essentially to get to Nandor finding out about about Guillermo, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, because his Van Helsing blood is fighting his vampiric cells. And once again, hilarious that um, you know, for all of Laszlo's scientific nature and everything, and and Nodge annoying yeah. about it, and Colin Robinson annoying about it, none of them clicked and Nandor's just like yeah duh of course he's only halfway done is Van Helsing blood's fighting off the infection yeah that's what they do and they're all like oh but he's right when like Nandor says to Guillermo like if you would have asked me I would have done it and Guillermo's like I did ask you master over and over again for 13, for 13 years. years yeah I was getting around to it I was busy like and he gets right back <laughs> to being like just plain on Nandor uh-huh. I do like when, uh, like, Laszlo gives... It's funny, because you see in this season especially how the other vampires actually do respect and like Gizmo or Guillermo or whatever they're going to call him, Mm -hmm. because they're helping him. Garfield. Garfield, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, like Nandor, I mean, like, Laszlo stepping in and telling Guillermo, I'm going to give you a head start, so go. Yep. Run away. Or, like, when Nadja went and killed the doctor and everyone else at the... uh, at the vet, quote unquote, to save him from being euthanized. Yep. Um, yeah, it was it was good. Um, I love the whole Nandor going out to kill him, to hunt him down. That was hilarious. Uh huh. Guillermo hiding out in the hotel, but everyone shows up to say goodbye to him. Uh, Colin Robinson's exit interview with him. Like, <laughs> you think we could get someone else and not pay them either? Like, we don't pay you. Like. Yeah, this only uh, works whole, if you give me like a ballpark figure of what you're making. He's like, I'm not making anything. Yeah, I I gotta have some number here. Um, like that whole thing was just quite hilarious. And then again, the accident with Patton Oswald and yep. him dying. Yeah. And then so Nandor goes to Guillermo's house, mother's house, and calls him. And it's funny because. It's like he shows up and she doesn't realize he's a vampire. And then she goes to stake him and somehow Guillermo can hypnotize her. Mm -hmm. Well, Um, he whispered something to her and I think he might've said, or he said it in Spanish. He might've said he's a vampire. Kill him. Oh, sure. 
Sure. Yeah. Because we didn't see a translation, but she like went, oh, okay, and left and then yeah. came back with the steak. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, okay. That makes sense, actually. You're correct, sir. You are the correct one. Just a guess. Yeah. <coughs> Seems like a valid guess. But yeah, no, I really was, I was, I was happy with it all in all. Same. Yeah. Um, and what we you get think of the, the, uh, the finish. Yeah. We get the full conclusion to it where basically, um, you know, Guillermo, the, he's a full vampire. He drinks the blood. He's like, Oh, I feel more powerful than I ever have. And they're like, great, let's go hunt. And they go hunt and they slaughter an entire restaurant full of people. And, uh, but he can't do it because he still is too human. He he says that he smells the guy's shampoo and realizes, you know, he was in CVS and thought, I'm going to get this because it reminds me of this. And he's like, I, I, I can't do that. So they give him the option to go back to being human if he wants. And they take advantage of the fact that he was turned by Derek so they can stake Derek. What do you think and, about that? Well, at first I was like, well, no, because the whole thing is if you kill somebody, then all of their bloodline dies. But the rule of it is if you kill a vampire, then anyone that they have sired goes back to what they were like before they got turned. Right. And, and in this case, like Guillermo, the past, whatever, a couple of months caught up with him. That's why his hair was shaggy and his facial hair had grown in. Um, yes. So for anybody like Nandor or Laszlo that you know, were, have been around for hundreds of years, they would die because they would, you know, all that time would catch up to them. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was well done. I had completely forgotten about the Topher, um, side story with the, uh, the necromancer. And, I had to go look it up on a wiki page to remind myself, yep. but it was Haley Joel Osment who came in as Nadja and Laszlo's familiar. And he was just a lazy slacker guy who never did anything. And him and Guillermo fought and he ended up dying. And then they brought him to the necromancer to resurrect him. But it turned out that he got resurrected as a zombie. Um, so this was like a further play on that, which was great. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was well done as well. Fun fact, when I read that wiki thing, so you know how he pointed to the fact that he had like a sewn on arm and he's like, oh, you know, got got a little bit of work done. Apparently, when Haley Joel Osment was on The Boys briefly, um, they, the prosthetics guys made a fake arm for him for a scene where he gets his arm ripped off. And yeah. The same guys worked on this show, so they were like, sweet, we'll just use it in this as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is outstanding, right? I love stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I do too. <coughs> so, yeah, yeah overall, I was, I was very happy with this. Yeah, Ooh. me too. I, I wasn't disappointed at all. Uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought they did a really good job with everything. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, like you said, I'm glad that we're getting another season. Yes. 
Yeah. Um, I think my only. Uh, what was it? Um, no, never mind. I was okay. the only episode I didn't like, uh, and I had to think about it. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, there really wasn't a week episode. Um, maybe the mall, which was episode one. Mm. Mm. Um, I think I still liked it. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, I haven't seen the movie in so long. I think I need to rewatch the movie. As do I. I don't know that Julie has ever seen the movie. Maybe I should add that to our list. I mean, why not? Yeah. It's a um, great movie. Let's see here. It's, I know it's based on the, does the movie have the same character? I can't remember. It does not. I'd say no, it doesn't have Watini's one of them. Jermaine Clement's one of them. Yeah. But it's, yeah, they're completely new characters. Yes. I guess we're just to Ahsoka now. Yeah. And this week we only had one episode instead of two, like last week. I thought it was very uh, short. Yeah. Yeah. The other ones were like a full hour each or, you know, minus the 32 minutes of credits that all these fucking Disney shows have. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. But yeah, I but, just I thought all I thought it was just really, really short. And yeah. um, Not a lot I wasn't happened. disappointed. Yeah, no, a lot happened. I just thought. No, I think not short. a lot happened myself. Yeah. Um, we're seeing uh, Ren training and how she struggles. And was it Huang does yeah. not let her know, does not, is not shy to let her know how <laughs> much she struggles. Yep. Because um, he's a droid. Yeah. So, right. It's kind yeah, of his, he doesn't. kind of his thing. Yeah. Um, Uh, I don't know. Those, but uh, Sindula meets with Mon Mothra of the New Republic. That was cool um, to see her in there. You know the crossovers that you get. Yes, I did enjoy that. Go ahead. But they were typical, you know, uh, politicians. They're like, mm, yep. you. They basically tell her that she's grandstanding and trying to go look for Ezra and pull an entire yeah. fleet to go look for Ezra and hiding it behind the you know ghost story of Thrawn. Yeah, and again, we have the typical like, oh, did you fight in the war? No, you didn't, did you? So you mm. don't know what it's like. Like yeah. that's the thing is, that's that's an old trope, not from Star Wars, but for almost every war movie ever, practically is the. The politicians that never fought in the war telling you what we are and aren't going to do. Mm-hmm. It's very true. So that's the age old, age old frustration there, which I get. So, of course, Ahsoka heads out with Sabine and they go on a solo mission to track down, you know, the the um, jump drive that was taken away. The giant jump drive that escaped them because they had a tracker yeah. on it and they yeah. get jumped by you know the sith girl and a few other pilots and they take out a few of them and then they they're like we've got to get in close so that you know the droid can scan the the thing because it's basically a ring with several jump drives hyperdrives strapped to it Mm -hmm. 
So I'm sure that this is going to be a gateway to the other galaxy is what they're trying to create. What do you think about this other galaxy? I think it's a clever way of essentially having, okay, pardon me. It's a clever way of saying, oh, this is how he's been hiding out. He's been in a place where literally nobody can get to, nobody knows about, like, the the entirety of Star Wars is based around a galaxy far, far away. And they all talk yep. about, you know, the inner rim, the outer rim, you know, the, they never talk about other galaxies, which has always been odd considering they have such proficient uh, space travel. Like, we, human beings, know of multiple other galaxies out there. And mm-hmm. we don't have the level of space travel that they do. So the fact that these right. people are, like, jumping and hyperspace and, and you know, hopping from planet to planet. They have outposts. They have Death Stars. And they're like, there's another galaxy out there? That seems kind of weird. Well, that's the thing. Like, it almost seems like... um. Like, why, why are we, why do we have this all of a sudden? Why is this happening all of a sudden? Yeah. You know, like why, what, what is the, not the convenience, but yeah, what is the convenience of this? What is it that we are suddenly going, oh, these are like, because this, this, this Star Wars story is in the middle of all the other Star Wars stories, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's almost like when Star Trek Discovery created the jump drive. Wait, did they call it the jump drive or is that Battlestar Galactica? That's Battlestar. Yeah. What did they call it in Discovery though? I know, but you know what I mean, where they created this new, it's a jump drive. Okay. We'll just call it that for the better lack of a, oh, it's on discovery and you're sitting here watching. I'm like, wait a second. That has not been ever seen in any other Star Trek show ever. So what the hell, why do we have this technology? And then, oh no, the discovery gets sent to the future. So that's why we don't have this technology. So again, wait a second. We don't have another galaxy. In Star Wars, why right. all of a sudden are we showing this other galaxy? Like, what what's the purpose of this? Yes. So it's a little, I'm not going to say it's frustrating to me. It's a little frustrating. It is a little frustrating. I would agree with that. You know? So, like, why all of a sudden are we having this other... Um, This other galaxy all of a sudden. Uh, and what purpose is this other galaxy going to serve? Like I said, it's it's a clever way to hide somebody, you know, to say, oh, he's mm-hmm. been in hiding like this. But at the same time, it's. um, I don't know, it's. It's also ridiculous to think that none of them knew that there was another galaxy out there and now they have to create this you know, new device based on ancient technology or, you know, ancient writings from somebody from the other galaxy mm-hmm. in order to um, get there. Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure that I'm buying it. Well, and that's the thing is I'm not, I'm not, okay, so 
this is a standalone show, which it, it can't be because there's too much history involved. And you couldn't tell the story as a standalone show because of all the other history they're drawing off of, mm-hmm. off of to make this show. So it can't right. be a standalone show. So you can't even, you know, oh, it's a standalone show. It can make sense. But no, it doesn't make sense. So, yes, let's give credit where credit's due. Let's see where it's going, just like they did with the Discovery. But it is a lot of red flags for me. Like, is this just lazy writing? Yeah. Like, I, we're going to find this map to this new galaxy. We're going to find that's where Thrawn's hiding out. And then no one's ever going to go to that galaxy ever again. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's, is this meant to open up the Star Wars mythos so that we've got now a whole new, like now they could introduce something else, almost like an alternate reality kind of thing. Maybe in this galaxy, the force doesn't exist, but you know, something else does. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. The force doesn't exist. Something else does. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so we've had this new galaxy. Uh, we have the um, uh, politician scenes and everything like that. Okay. Yep. Um, but ultimately, we also have a pretty cool air battle, right? Yep. And, Where, uh, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of neat. It was pretty good. Yeah. I, di- I did not like the... Um, what should I say? The uh, foot battle. <laughs> Ahsoka stepping out into the vacuum yes, of space okay. in a spacesuit to, uh, you know, fight with two lightsabers and yes, win. And, right. Yes. Okay. I get. Okay. So that's the part I didn't like. Otherwise, space battles. Awesome. Fair enough. All right. The actual dogfight in space was cool until the ship got disabled. And here's my thing. If I'm them and I'm flying at this portal, jump portal, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and they're firing at me, and my android's like, hold on, I've almost scanned it. <laughs> oh, I've almost scanned it. No, fuck that. We're not scanning this anymore. We're going, we're not going to get blown up. Because what good's the scan going to do us if we get blown up? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Congratulations. You got all the info that you needed, um, yeah. and now you're dead. And nobody will ever get that because it's not like he was transmitting that back to somebody else. No. He hadn't it's even theirs. he hadn't even analyzed it. And at one point he was like, oh, fascinating. And they're like, what? And he goes, well, I don't have all the info yet. So then what's fascinating? Yeah. Tell us something. Um, they land down on the planet. And um, well. Bunch of bunch of people going in the woods to find them. That's about it. So, yeah, training, politicians, finding a hypergate, getting closer to uh, Thrawn. I, I was also a little put out by, excuse me, the training. Once again, we're doing the, the Jedi training, air quotes, with the mask down. You've got to be blind so that you can reach out with the Force and you can. Um, I did like how. Sabine asked her, you know, because Ahsoka's like, oh, the force is in every living being. It permeates everybody. And Sabine's like, then why doesn't everybody use it? Okay, talent is a prerequisite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of the equivalent, like, 
everybody can draw, but not everybody can draw the same, you know, or everybody can do math. No, no, that's I think that's a a more accurate depiction than math. Yeah. Uh, Everyone can draw, but not everyone can draw the same. Yeah. That's the force. Some people are just born with a talent to draw. Some people can practice really hard and accomplish good things. And some people, they're always going to have stick figures or, you know, flat stuff, two dimensional. Or they can't draw hands or feet, so they don't in their photos. <laughs> Rob Liefeld? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sick burn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but somehow have a career out of it. Anyways, mm. um, so that's it for TV shows. Did you watch any movies? Uh, watched one movie. I watched one movie and well, I technically, all right, I'm going it, to, it's a fan film. I'll just talk. So I watched two technically, but one's a fan film and okay. it's that Dylan's new nightmare. Mm. Yeah. You had sent me the, the thing about that and I didn't know if you were actually going to watch it. I, I did end up watching it. So it, it's, it's the unofficial sequel to Wes Craven's new nightmare, which it's really the only way we're going to get one. Because, uh, well, that takes place in the real world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought it was a really well done movie, incidentally. Just throwing that one out there. Okay. Uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, I mean. So it's this is the same people that had something to do with the Womp Stomp, Womp Stomp films, which um, did the uh, uh, Never Hike Alone. Or and then never hike in the woods too. Whatever the the Friday the Thirteenth fan films that are excellent, they did this one. Uh, essentially, thirty five years after Wes Craven's New Nightmare, uh, Miko Hughes, who's playing Dylan in the in the show, who played Dylan in the uh, in the movie, then is back as the actor playing Dylan in this. So that's mm. kind of, they got him to do it. That is cool. And um, you know he's struggling actor trying to get roles, and he's basically he starts seeing Freddy. Um, he's still, you know, Heather Lankin Kim's kid allegedly, and then her his fictional dad. Um, I'll not say more than that. It's it's like it says it's like 33 minutes on YouTube, but there's a good like 12 minutes of credits or something like that. It's absurd. Wow. Because of the Kickstarter credit thing. So it's like their credits, and then they run the credits again. Um, and all the Kickstarter thank yous or whatever it is. So um, it was pretty solid. It's worth your time. Okay. Uh, the other movie I watched was Kate and I were at a hotel Saturday night and we watched Beetlejuice because it was the crappy movie we found on TV. <laughs> and uh, watching Beetlejuice on the, the edited version on the TV really makes me want to watch it again, uh, the unedited version, because I feel like and maybe I'm just mistaken. I remember watching this movie as a kid a bunch of times or younger. Many, many, many times. Yeah, exactly. And I, I remember Beetlejuice being in the movie a lot more when I was a kid. But watching it the other night, it's like he's in less than half the movie. Oh, yeah. He's he's not in much of it. He's more the boogeyman. Like, yeah, he's there in the very beginning when they go down and they're like, oh, we need some help. And then it's like, no, this is too much. So they leave. And then he doesn't yeah. come back around again until they're desperate, essentially. 
Yeah, but even then, like his his role is so minimal that there's minimal interaction between them. And I know. I don't know. The movie just seemed to go so fast the other night when we were watching it. Like, like it was 80 minutes or something. You know, let's see how long yeah. it was. Yeah, I that seems. Oh about God, right. it's only 92 minutes. Yeah, and that includes credits. Yeah, it just seems so short, and he was in it so little, like. I don't know. I just I remember like and maybe it's because we watched the Beetlejuice cartoon that mm-hmm. it just seems like there was so much more. But I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, what, what was the movie you watched? So it was my turn to pick. And I kept seeing this pop up on the front page of Hulu. Uh, I wanted a nice rom-com. And uh, it's what's your number? You ever seen that one? So funny thing is that it's a rom-com with more, more stars than you can even shake a stick at. Um, Anna Ferris is the main character. And basically she reads this news, this cosmopolitan article that says most women on average will have 10.5 sexual partners in their life. And she realizes she's already up to 19 and she's never been <laughs> married. Say, or some anything. of the people Her- I talked to 10 years ago, I was sure it was a lot more than that. <laughs> So her little sister is getting married and she's only been with a couple of guys. Uh, Ari Grainer is her little sister. Um, there's also one of their friends who's a bridesmaid who is Eliza Coop, you know, from Scrubs the last season. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Anna Ferris decides, oh, I will track down my exes because I'll bet you one of them is in a better place. And that way I don't have to increase my number. I never have to reach 20. Um, or go over 20. So Joel McHale is in this. Uh, Zachary Quinto is in this. Um, there are four different MCU people in this. Martin Freeman is in this. Um, Anthony Mackie, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt. So you've got Star-Lord, both Captain Americas, uh, Martin Freeman, of course, you know, I can't even remember what his name is, yep. but, you know, yep. um, Thomas Lennon is in this. Uh, it's it's even better Joel than McHale. I yeah, Joel McHale. Like, this is even better than I remember. This was delightful. At the end, Julia was like, this was astonishing. Like, if you want a fun rom-com, throw this on. It is amazing. It's so good. What was it streaming on? Hulu. Okay. Oh, shit. I just remembered a movie I watched. What's that? Well, hold on a second. Uh, you said it's on Hulu? Yeah, it's called What's Your Number? And honestly, dude, like I had seen it was one of those like years back when it first came out. I saw it on like HBO or something. And I was like, yeah, I'll throw this on in the background. And I remembered, wow, I really like this. So I was like, let's watch it again. And I liked it even more this time than I did last time. So it's a right, really well, I, good role. I have oh, added it to my stuff. Uh, Blythe Danner and Ed Bagley Jr. Are in it, too. I mean, it, there's just so many stars in this. Nice. Um, so yeah, I've been meaning to watch this one for a while. I watched, um, hold on. I got to find it now. Oh, Rye Lane. I don't know that one. I sent you the trailer. It's about, um, Yaz and Dom to 20 somethings, both reeling from a bad breakup connect over the course of an eventful day in South London, helping each other deal with their nightmare exes and potentially restoring their faith in romance. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's about it's it's 82 minutes. 
hour and 22 minutes plus credit score. So, you know, 78 minutes without him. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially like, the, remember the trailer where the guy's in the bathroom crying and the woman sees his shoes and then she sees him out like in the art gallery and she's like, are you okay? Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yes. So it's that one. I, I'll say the movie was okay. Okay. Um, It's worth a one-time watch. It's not that long. Uh, at 78 minutes, you know, before credits. Um, but yeah, it was, it was decent. It was a good little, little rom-commy. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So. And where'd you say that one was? Hulu. Hulu. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So trailers. Not a lot this week. And thank you for flooding me with absolute garbage. Hey, what did I write after one of them? Them's the rules. Them's the rules. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I'm scrolling. Oh, yeah, there really was like nothing. Uh, let's see here. So we started with The Killer on Netflix. Yeah. Let's see I- here. David I'm Fincher honest, flick. Yep. And that uh, used Michael to mean something. You know, yep. David Fincher used to be big. Um, some people still, but not to me. I don't really care. Yeah. I don't know. It, um, it, it's based on a graphic novel. It stars Michael Fassbender. And it's David Fincher and Michael Fassbender. I like both of them. Yes. I do you like know? Michael Fassbender. Um. After a fateful near miss, an assassin battles his employers and himself on an international manhunt. He insists isn't personal. <laughs> I watched. It comes out in November. It's going to hit theaters October 27th and then on in, uh, Netflix November 10th. Um, I watched the trailer and I went, oh. Well, it's Michael Fassbender and David Fincher. So even though the trailer doesn't look the best, I'm going to give it a go. Um, you know, I mean. I'm going to wait for you to watch it and then report back. You know, if you say, well, Oh I my mean, God, this was great. Then, you know, sure. You know, I mean like, so he's, he directed alien three, seven fight club, panic room, Zodiac, uh, social network, girl, the dragon tattoo, gone girl. I mean, like he's got a good pedigree, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely and, does. But from, I, from how many years ago though? I mean, Gone Girl was just nine years ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's David Fincher, though, so I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Uh, Piper with Elizabeth Hurley. Like, that <laughs> looks like dog shit. Even just the still image with the hood and the uh, the flute. I'm like, no, no, God damn you. Yeah, yeah. Again, them's the rules. But remember this too. Like when yeah. the, even though those are the rules, the person who sent it, there was something in that that made you say, "Yeah, I'm going to click on this." Was it Elizabeth Hurley's name? Kinda, yeah. <laughs> it's like a Pied Piper. It's like a you know, a modern version of the Pied Piper. Elizabeth Hurley's in it. I'll check this out. <laughs> Let's be given a thumbs down and fart noises. Um, all right, Ferrari. This 
it's a movie <sighs> based on the making of the Ferrari car. Like, I don't It didn't do anything for me. Me either. I've never had a thing for Ferraris. I was never a car guy anyway, except for my yeah. WRX. I love my WRX, but never really been a yeah. car guy. So Ferrari, Porsche, don't care. Um, I sent you that Facebook link of that that little thing that someone spliced together that's got Obi-Wan Kenobi with uh, Mark Hamill, uh, mm. Skywalker from, yeah. And and they're talking about, he's talking about Luke's father. And we're seeing it intercup with clips from the other movies. Holy shit, that was well done. It was so well done. I ended up sending it to a couple of other friends of mine oh, that are yeah. big Star Wars fans. I was shocked how well done that was. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yep. The long pauses, you know, the comments that he made yep. um, and then showing, you know, what he remembered. Oh, it made you yep. like it reframed that whole scene in A New Hope where it really did. It really yeah, because he always just seems like he's like, oh, I remember back then. And then you see all the stuff, you know, him cutting off his arms and legs and fighting with him and everything that they went through. And now it's like PTSD instead. Yeah, it was really, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Amazing. I sent you the trailer for What Happens Later. It's uh, Meg Ryan and David uh, Duchovny. Wow. I, I like how it starts by saying, from the star of, and, you know, they list off like You've Got Mail and When Harry Met Sally, didn't mention Joe versus the volcano. Yeah, that was fantastic, really. Yeah. But like, um, so Meg Ryan hasn't been in a movie in eight years, 2015. She's oh my God, I thought it'd been longer one. than that. No, her last rom com was 2009 <coughs> with Serious Moonlight, but she was in Ithaca, which came out in 2015. Um, She's directing this one. The catch that the synopsis is ex lovers reunite when they both become stranded in an overnight desert in an airport overnight. They find themselves drawn together to revisit their past, to discuss what could have been and what may happen in the future. It doesn't look good. No, it does not. And it's disappointing because it's got Meg Ryan and it's got David Duchovny. It really it reminded me of uh, basically somebody who fed multiple uh, cheesy rom-coms to an AI and said, spit out a movie. Uh, oh gosh. And this is what they spit out. Yeah. Yeah. That's really I mean, what it felt okay. like to me. Um, I mean, that's, that seems pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. You also sent the angry black girl and her monster. Like that is, that's not me being, you know, glib. That's literally the name of the movie that is coming out that you sent me a trailer of the angry black yeah. girl and her it, monster. It, it's going to be a, it's going to be a sh on shutter later this month. I don't remember the exact date. I think it's October. I think it's September 22nd and it's essentially a, uh, a take on Frank and the Frankenstein monster story. 
Yeah, that's, that's what it's about. exactly what I took as well. Yep. Just a take on the uh, Frankenstein monster story. Mm-hmm. And then right before we hit the air, I hit sent you Godzilla minus one trailer. Which is, it's Godzilla. I was saying to you before we started recording that, you know, it's nice that it's not one of these, oh, we're just going to hint at him and, you know, oh, is there really a monster or not? No, it's legitimately like you get to see him stomping on the city like he does. Yeah. Um, let's see here. After the war, Japan's economy state has been reduced to zero. Godzilla appears and plunges their country into a negative state. Hence Godzilla minus one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a Toho movie. In 2016, they came out with their uh, kind of their reboot called Shin Godzilla. And then since then, I think they've made two or three animated Godzilla movies. But I, I kind of say F them. I don't care about animated Godzilla movies. So we're back to live action here. And um, looks good. Looks real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it does. It. Um, I think it opened in. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, it's going to open the uh, closing out the uh, the uh, Tokyo International Film Festival on November first. It's going to release in Japan November third to celebrate the franchise's seventieth anniversary. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Uh, apparently, Japan gave it rated G for its release. That's interesting. Um, and then December 1st, it hits uh, nationwide. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. I am looking forward to it. I'm a yeah. huge Godzilla fan, so I'm Godzilla's all about great this. stuff. Yep. I'm all about this. All about that base? Mm, no treble no treble is that what the song is yes all about that bass no treble yes Yes. anyways um so that's it for me that's it for me too it was a light week but yeah so i did google a little something earlier because uh, we kind of normally do like a fall TV preview, but I don't I don't really see much of a fall TV thing happening. I don't either. Um, so I kind of Googled it and Variety has an article about the uh, 34 mo- most anticipated new shows. Hmm. Um, one's called The Changeling. It's called a fairy tale for grownups, including horror, parenthood stories, and a perilous, a perilous odyssey through New York City you didn't know existed. It's going to be an Apple TV Plus in four days. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. I don't care. The Swarm. It's going to be on the CW on the 12th. After years of unrestrained pollution and relentless climate change, mysterious force of the deep starts using the the creatures of the ocean as a hostile host to declare war on humanity. Pass. <laughs> um, on Hulu, a show called The Other Black Girl, based on a novel, follows the editorial assistant Nella, the only young black woman at her company who finds comfort when that finally changes. However, upon meeting Hazel, she quickly realizes something sinister is going on at the company. Oh, that doesn't tell me. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. 
Rustlers on Netflix, September 13th. I'm here for it. You don't even have to talk to me twice. <laughs> don't buddy game. So wilderness. Okay. We saw this trailer. Yeah. When's that happening? September 15th. Oh, sweet. That's coming right up. Yeah. 11 days from now. Yep. Um, oh, apparently Neighbors, the Australian soap opera that got canceled in 2022. Yeah, it's back on Freebie. Okay. The Supermodels. Huh. Naomi Campbell, Cindy Crawford, Christy Turlington. Fans of the David Fincher directed George Michael video for Freedom. Take note, this four-part series explains how Naomi Campbell, Cindy Crawford... And so and so dominated the elite modeling world. So it's an Apple TV Plus four part documentary on how they were models. Okay. Oh, The Continental from the World of John Wick on Peacock, September 22nd. That's like three episodes, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, even like a lot of these are short runs, none of them are long, like long term seasons. Yeah. This one called Still Up, an eight-episode romantic comedy, is set in the after-hours world of insomniacs Dana and Lisa, who have no secret except their feelings for each other. So Apple TV Plus, September twenty-second. Hmm. Crapopolis on Fox. Mm-hmm. The yeah, Irrational. that's another one of those adult animated. Yeah. Oh, Love and Fair Hope. Oh, that's a Hulu thing. Oh, yeah. It's like a docu-series meets rom-com. Past The Golden Bachelor. It's about a 71-year-old widow who's trying to find love again. Okay, <laughs> ABC. Uh, Gen V. The Boys spinoff. Experience. Yeah. Okay, The Boys spinoff. Yeah, September 29th. Okay, I'm here for that. Yep. Um found a public relations specialist and her team focus on the fact that more than 600,000 people, half of whom are people of color are reported missing the U S per year. However, the everyday hero is holding on to a secret of her own. The drama was supposed to be a mid season series for NBC, but the network pushed it to a false schedule. So it could have original content scripted stars, uh, Mark Paul Gossler, Kelly Williams, Brett Dalton. Yeah. Hmm. October 3rd. The Spencer Sisters and Sullivan's Crossings. Both series are going to air. Both series, which air on CTV in Canada, are making their move to CW. All right, so the CW grabbed a couple Canadian shows to fill the air. There we go. Yeah. The Fall of the House of Usher. Netflix, based on the world of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh yeah, we saw this one. It's a Mike yes. Flanagan project. Yep, yep. I watched that. House of Villains. Ten reality TV villains. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, E. Frasier. We talked about Frasier coming back in October. Lessons in Chemistry. Set set in the early 1950s, the drama follows a hopeful scientist who accepts a job hosting a cooking show after being fired from the lab. She then sets up to teach the nation of overlooked housewives and the men who are suddenly listening a lot more than recipes. Uh, based on a best-selling novel from 2022, stars Brie Larson coming to Apple Plus hmm. okay. on October 13th. 
living for the dead from the creators of Queer Eye and just as five fabulous queer ghost hunters crisscrossing the country, helping the living by dealing by healing the dead. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. Fellow travelers. Mm. I don't know how good Travelers was. Yeah, that was a good show. Love Island Games, A Light We Cannot See. The four-part miniseries limited series tells the story of blind French girl and her father who, per the Netflix logline, flee German-occupied Paris with a legendary diamond to keep it from falling in the hands of the Nazis. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. A murder at the end of the world. Ooh, okay, let's see here. FX. In this mystery series, a reclusive billionaire invites a Gen Z amateur sleuth and the tech-savvy hacker, along with eight other guests, to take part in a retreat at a remote location. When one guest is found dead, the young detective skill is put to the test. Okay, all right. Scott Pilgrim takes off. Echo. So, you know, from MCU. Disney Plus, November 29th. Monarch Legacies of Monsters, Apple TV Plus. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Wow, that was a not a great article, but I haven't seen much of anything else that's coming out this fall on network TV. Did you strikes. hear? Well, the strikes and also like, uh, did you hear that recently Disney basically put a an indefinite hold on everything except Loki season two? Which is definitely I, coming out October sixth, but like I did not uh, the Echo Show, Agatha's Show, um, Ironheart, the new Daredevil, like all of these are now on hold. Okay, no, I did not know that. Yep, <sighs> that sucks. Yep, it does. Uh, that's also not a surprise. No, no. So. All right. Well, I guess that's it for me. Uh, I'm on social medias as at Superstar Mel. Uh, for now, I am the Quantum Geek G33K. That's um. Why are you thinking about changing it? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh gonna gonna look into a little rebrand, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, I guess. I thought about that as well, but it just seems like so much work right now to do that. And what would it be? It can be a lot of work and, um, you know, it really you'd have to have a good reason behind it. I'm actually considering, um, you know, starting to do some freelance writing work. So I want to I want to get something a little more in line with that. Well, that's why I have my. uh, My email, I did establish the uh, labby Michael J at Gmail dot com for stuff for, you know, professional reasons or whatever yeah but at this point i think it'd be too hard to start over on twitter and everything yeah x they call it (laughs) not that i have a ton of followers but i do have 626 so i mean how how many of those are bots do you think um uh seeing how i block all of those every time i see them i'm gonna say not many Hmm. i do the same thing on instagram by the way did you hear that uh the lead singer of smash mouth died yeah, okay, I read something earlier that was just like, oh, hey, he's been dying for a long time or sick. Yeah. And then, like, an hour later, oh, he's dead. Yep. Apparently, he was only 56. 
Yeah, Jimmy Buffett the other day. You know, the yep. singer Smash Mouth. What other musical art artiste are we gonna lose? I don't know. Uh, Arlene Sorkin, the original voice of Harley Quinn from the animated Batman series. We just lost her. Yep. I did not know that one. She okay, was. Then. How old was she? Uh, uh, not that old. I don't think. Let's see. Uh, oh, geez. Only 67. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't heard that she passed. Is what I mean by that. So she was only 67. Yep. She was married to Christopher Lloyd. Oh, that's cool. Oh, no, no, not different. Christopher Lloyd. This is Christopher Lloyd, a TV producer. Okay. That makes oh, okay. more sense. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, like, like Christopher Lloyd, like doc, you know, he's, he's right. A lot older. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, he is, uh, he's 84. So that's a big, big age gap there. Big age gap, big age gap. No, I, I didn't hurt you past That's too bad. So. All right. Well, uh, All right. I guess that being said, we'll, uh, talk to everybody next week. Call it an episode. An episode. <laughs> <laughs> Later.